Hello and welcome back to Cap Tech Trends. Uh, today I have Leanne Hugert with us. I want to pronounce it Hugheart, but it's Hugert. And we're talking about uh, the value of OCM, specifically the combination of OCM and CX. I like to think about this as user-centered change management. And I know, Leanne, you've been working on this for a while. You have a framework around this. Um, but for those people who are new to these acronyms, um, first, uh, welcome, uh, Senior Manager and Management Consulting. Uh, welcome, and give us a, a little bit of an overview of what OCM is and what CX is. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Super excited to talk about this topic. Change management can really be thought of as a systematic approach to guiding people through a transition and equipping them so that once that transition or change system, product, whatever it may be, is rolled out, that they're successful in adopting that change. And Customer experience is really a, a practice focused on uncovering different customer insights so that it can inform the creation of, you know, custom solutions that are designed to meet customer needs. So a lot of data and, and research driven insights are used to inform that design. So I'm going to go back to an earlier part of my career when I was an application developer and show a bit of my ignorance and maybe some of my bias and you can, you can correct me. I always thought of CX as something that happened in the beginning of a project um, to help scope, help requirements, understand your audience, and change management happened at the end of a project. Where was the younger version of me wrong on both counts? Yeah, well, I think that your your thinking is actually pretty common. Uh, change management is usually the first thing to, um, you know, it's the first thing that people say, oh, we can cut that, uh, especially if you think about when an organization or company is rolling out an internal change. Often the thinking is, oh, you know, people are going to have to use this software. So since they're, they're forced to use it, we don't really need to focus too much on making sure they understand everything. Or, or that they really care about using it. And so I think it is correct that, that CX is, is definitely critical at the beginning of an engagement because they are giving you those, those user insights and, and informing you how you want to design the product. But change management does the same thing. Both have that end goal of making sure there's successful adoption. And companies are, are always asking the age-old question, how can we launch a product and ensure that there's increased likelihood and improved, you know, timeliness of, of people using it and making sure that you have, have change management at the beginning of an engagement will, will set you up for success there. Okay, I'm going to keep playing devil's advocate a little bit. Sure. I kind of also see where if you do CX really well and take CX really seriously, it feels like there's an inverse relationship to how much OCM you need. Like if you really nail the CX, do you really need OCM? Mm -hmm. and, I mean, and I know the answer is yes, but I think I'm, I'm kind of playing that, 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 that role, the, the younger me role. But if I think about someone like Amazon or Apple or Delta Airlines or Marriott or others who roll out new websites, new applications, new services for literally millions of customers. They got to get that CX right. Mm -hmm. But there's really not a large corporate OCM strategy around that. Or is there, and it's embedded in the communication and embedded in the application in such a way that it's transparent to me? 
Yeah, I, I think that that's making the assumption that a really well-designed product equals adoption. And I think a lot of times companies will launch a really well-designed product or program or change, and they'll fail to see timely return on investment because of things like people just aren't aware that the the product or, or system exists. Um, it hasn't been, you know, branded properly or communicated to them in such a way that they uh, they, they care. Um, they understand, like, why does this matter to me? Or they simply haven't been given the tools to be equipped to adopt that change. You know, I think we have a, a great story um, where actually our, our OCM and our CX delivery teams partnered together, and it really just underscored the importance of the partnership in making sure that a really well-designed product was adopted. Um, we were working with a client to set up a customer ordering portal, and our CX team was you know, creating the design flows and they were, um, they gotten to the point where they were doing usability testing and they brought our OCM team in to observe that usability testing. And from there, you know, even though CX was using the feedback from that testing to make design changes, OCM was able to pick up on specific pain points as well as specific wins that needed to be strategically communicated to different stakeholders. And, and that, you know, then ensured that people were were interested in the change and they were interested in what was happening because it resonated with them. Yeah, one of the things, I like what you said because it, it reminds me of another trend I've been working on. And that is, I think, increasingly so over the next five years and just kind of, I wouldn't even limit it to that. Technology is going to become more and more ingrained in our everyday life experience, mm -hmm. but in ways that's less and less obvious. So you don't decide to pick something up and do something with technology. It's just part of how you're acting and behaving and you think about it less. And when you talk about adoption and you talk about change management, you know, the old school, you know, ideas, you know, having job aids and having corporate right. communication and putting right, all those different things. Yeah. But good design, using machine learning to know more about people using personas to know more about people so that you can personalize that adoption curve in ways that they don't even directly feel as a technology or OCM experience, but it's helping uh, with that adoption. And I would even say helping with the long-term stickiness of, of continuing to use that application. So is that, are you seeing that as well? Is there, is there a shift from more of the overt OCM to more of the design OCM? I would agree with that. I also think that it's it's about being creative in your OCM strategies. I think you hit on a, a myth about change management that it's strictly training and communications. And I think the partnership with CX can can add some creative and dynamic ways to deliver on more traditional OCM approaches um, so that it can, you know, it can, it is less overt, but it can also um, help highlight the, the wins of the design. So, you know, another, another story we have is we were working with a client to roll out a major business transformation. It was a, a system overhaul of, of some of their legacy systems. And it was going to help the, the employees a lot in just doing their day-to-day -day jobs. But um, instead of just, you know, communicating out what's in it for them through, you know, posters or uh, giving them some some quick wins through 
you know, a town hall, we partnered with CX and rolled out some, some really interesting campaign videos that highlighted all of the quick wins of the new systems. And it was something that was scalable. We could push it out to the entire organization. And we saw directly through survey results that interest and, and excitement about about the new systems had increased significantly. So it was a, a different way of delivering OCM and in a creative way. To your point around the overt OCM versus design, I think that's a great, great point. I think there's still um, a lot of conversation between our OCM and CX teams around, like, at what point does the design part need to be supported by, like, supplemental communications or training? And it's not necessarily a design fix, but more so communications to stakeholders around, hey, like, this is how you know, you need to navigate something um, to support the adoption, if that makes sense. It does. And it's it's so nuanced because I know this is a part of it, but there's also a surprise and delight element. For instance, uh, I, there's a chart on a financial services app I, I, I use, and I just happened to turn the phone sideways in landscape mode, and the chart changed. Mm-hmm. Um, not only to fill the screen, but it had more functionality. And there was no, I didn't read a help manual. There was no communication around that. But that moment was a surprise and delight moment, not an OCM moment where mm-hmm. it was like, hey, did you know, you know, Clippy tapping on the screen, did you know you can turn your screen sideways, right? So, yeah, I see I, 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 yeah so I think there's a neat, you know, which things, and this isn't really a question, it's more, I think, a nuanced thing to think through is there are some things you need to be very descriptive about. And I think there's some things you allow the user to discover. But that's just, it's a balance, right? It's intentional. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, um, going back to that that other story I was talking about with the customer order ordering portal, um, we had actually, in partnership with a, a third party, um, implemented a system overlay to support the navigation of the site. And there was a lot of discussion around what is intuitive to the user and, and the that they can figure out on their own versus um, what's going to reduce their their pain points in navigating the system and it ultimately improve their experience by having that additional navigation and communication to help them through. I'm, I was laughing when you said that because the analogy that came to mind is, you know, my number one place to go to to figure out how to do something like around the house or in the yard or whatever else is YouTube. And so I'll go to YouTube, <laughs> yeah. how do I replace a washer hose, right? Um, or whatever. How do I change the oil in my gator? Um, the first like twenty minutes are like, okay, I'm not stupid. Like, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I know. I know where it is. I know where the nut is. Right. So you, you scrub ahead till you get to the to the meaningful part, which is probably the thirty second bit you needed to see out of a half an hour video of mm-hmm. someone trying to trend a an oil changing video. Right. So I, I, you know, the same thing I, I think is important with OCM. What not to say. You know, the, the jazz approach to OCM, you know, what you don't say is probably as important as what you say so that people aren't uh, turned off exactly. uh, or, or, or tune out from the, from, the, from the messaging. Yep, that's exactly it. So you mentioned user surveys. How else do you measure success? So that is where I have found actually partnership with the CX team. As, as I said, I'm, I'm coming from a change management background. So um, for me, partnering with the CX team has been extremely insightful because I've gotten I've gotten to see some of the tools that they use that can be u- that can 
you know, be leveraged to understand success overall. So, you know, both OCM and CX use measures to understand the success of either the product that's been rolled out and whether it's being used, um, if it's helping uh, employees or, or, you know, an end user do what they want to do. Um, I, I think, you know, at a very tactical level, you can use things. There's programs where, you know, you can overlay it on a system that or a product that you've just implemented and understand how long it takes for you to take it to complete a task, which of course is, is important in some organizations for, for folks who are incentivized by efficiencies and completing tasks. Um, so you can measure it at that very tactical level. But the other the other way that you can um, measure success is, is like I said, th- at a broader level through those user surveys. Um, there's also some tactics tactics that you can use, such as as focus groups. You can do um, fly in the wall observations, but as long as you've set some some metrics in place that you're going to measure against, of course, then then you'll be successful there. But um, yeah, I think it, it's it's interesting because you can pull from from both practices to identify different tools to measure success. It's funny how we think differently, uh, me being more architect-based and me <laughs> being more CX-based. Because, yes, uh, the user research, the time to complete task, accuracy to complete tasks, fly on the wall, all valid, all make sense. I'm thinking of instrumentation of the actual code. So compared to other uh, digital assets within the organization, Upon launch, this had a 40% higher download rate. Three months later, it has a 60% higher continued usage rate. Mm-hmm. You know, th- so so basic, basic normal instrumentation of, of data collection through an app or service, I think, can be tuned to compare how these activities uh, – and, and look, it's hard, right? Because there's probably 10 other things that were done differently in the code that were promoted it to how do you know – your example of – of how to measure it, I think is more accurate in terms of we made these changes. What happened? Uh, whereas mine, I think you muddy the water with a little, with with more variables, mm-hmm. but it gives it to you at at a much higher scale and passively, right? Because it can it can keep going. Yeah. Let's talk a bit more about how these combine. If I think like I, I'm very comfortable with CX, I love it. Um, OCM as well. I've been doing uh, you know projects for a long time, but when I think of CX, I think of um, journey mapping, competitive research, market assessment, style guides, prototyping, that kind of stuff. And when I think about OCM, I'm thinking about readiness and impact assessments, um, mm-hmm. right? Employee engagement, having a, a corporate sponsor, organizational transition. Like what those to me seem to be like very defined disciplines. And I want to get specifically about now how you think of combining these. What's the shared responsibility between those two different things I discussed that you have a, a, a new way of thinking about as, as a function within a, an engagement? I think the short answer is, and I said this at the, at the onset, both are targeting adopting the end state. So if you take a step back and look at how each practice gets there, yes, of course, there's these one-off activities like competitive research that CX specializes in, whereas, you know, OCM, obviously, we, we specialize in our, our training and communications. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we then get tagged as, as only being that. I would say in terms of, of shared responsibilities, I think throughout the process of designing and implementing a change, 
what I've seen is there's a lot of shared activities that that we both do. Um, we just may do it a little differently. And to make that real, you know, I can talk about some of the, some examples. So, you know, early on in the process of of just understanding what the change is and and trying to figure out what the design is going to be and all of that, you're doing a lot of stakeholder research. And that activity is super critical to both practices. From the CX standpoint, you're trying to gain, you know, user insights into the pain points and the needs of the, the end users. And likewise with change management, but you're also trying to understand on the change management side where you might have resistance in rolling out the change so that you can design some strategies to effectively address that. And so when I think about the two together in that specific instance, you can do activities like partnering together to facilitate the stakeholder interviews and making sure that the questions you're asking are getting you the the information that both teams need to effectively do their jobs. And, you know, coming out of a stakeholder interview, you can employ a CX tactic, which is creating stakeholder personas. And then from there, an OCM team can take that and develop a persona-based training plan or a persona-based communication plan. That's just one example of of where I think the two can partner together, but ultimately the shared responsibility is ensuring adoption once the thing has been rolled out. So you want to be very specific tactically on this so people know what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a lot of assumptions, so you, you, you correct me where I go off the rails. Sure. It, do, it doesn't sound like you're suggesting spinning up a new team. It sounds like the team members already exist within CX and OCM, and it doesn't sound like you're uh, proposing any new types of work necessarily. It's having a framework that says, let's be more transparent and more coordinated on these subset of activities that we both do because we both have a shared stake in it. And let's coordinate that so that we're doing one meeting instead of two or one test instead of two and making sure that all the needs of both groups are being met. So maybe there's some modification to it to make sure that it's a little bit more complete. But it sounds like... Okay, good. So it sounds yeah. like it doesn't sound like more work because one of the things that would that would concern me is we don't need another part of the project that's going to decrease our velocity, right? Right. Right. So this sounds like we're actually increasing velocity a bit because we're doing the same things. We're consolidating some of the activities in a smarter way. Do I am I getting it? That is spot on. The the purpose of this is actually to introduce efficiencies in in our delivery. So going back to that that stakeholder interview process, one thing that we're actually working on is a tool. It's a we're calling it a, a blended stakeholder interview guide and it, it basically pulls tactics from from each team so that in the instance like we talked about before where change management isn't brought in until the end, you're you have a CX team on the ground, they can go do those stakeholder interviews and ask the questions that the change management team will need later on so that when when that team is brought on, we're not going back to those same stakeholders and asking to duplicate interviews and and essentially, you know, we're reducing costs for for our clients then because you're not charging for the time to facilitate that activity. Gotcha. Give me if you can, because I think we've covered the material quite well, but I want I want to kind of wrap up with you know some good visual things people can take away. If you can, without being too descriptive, is there a client situation, either one we've had or one you've read about that isn't one of our clients, where you can kind of state sort of a, a before and after effect of implementing something like this? Yes. So 
I can speak to a situation in which the the change management was brought in very late in in the program implementation timeline and there was no CX team. So essentially a system was designed without really pulling on what the end user and what stakeholders needed out of that system. So it was it was designed essentially based off of, of leadership's understanding of the needs, but it wasn't really validated with those end users until much later um, in the process. And it created some challenges when we were talking about the the systems when we were trying to communicate the wins because we also had to communicate you know what wasn't going to be included in the system and we ended up creating a, a massive backlog um, that essentially was was promising the the organization that we'll get to it and I, I think that created a lot of headache for our implementation team and essentially the, the product managers later on, because as you know, with, with time, desires and needs around what a system should be doing can change. And I think when you are tied to those promises, it, it creates some headache. But then on the other side, it's a lack of trust from, from the organization that the system is really going to do what they, they need it to do. Yeah. What's the point of having a high velocity delivery team if you're off target? Right. Right. That does, right. So I think it really is important. Yeah. So a couple closing thoughts. So people are listening to this. They're getting interested. How do they get started within their own organization? I know you've done a lot of work around this, a lot of thinking around this, and they don't have access to all the all the, the stuff you've done. So what, what are the good first couple steps that someone can do? It's really just it's understanding the basics of each practice. There are, you know, on the change management side, um, there's industry standards. We've, we've got ProSci and, um, you know, other programs like that to, to help you understand the basics of change management, debunking myths around it just being uh, communications and training and understanding the other strategic pieces to it. And then on, on the CX side, you know, I think it, uh, likewise, it's understanding um, the basics there, uh, trying to to understand some of the the tactics that they employ to really understand the the end user and create a process or product that is designed to meet those needs. Um, so there's plenty of blogs on, on the CX side. I know um, Nielsen Norman Group um, has a lot of great information on uh, user-centered research and, and different activities there. Um, and then I would also just say, you know, uh, reach out to me on on LinkedIn for, for any questions. Um, I'm happy to connect the dots on, you know, how the two connect. Yeah, you have a, a really nice um, slide in a, in a PowerPoint you sent me the other day <laughs> that really shows all the different, I mean, it's an eye chart, as you said, right? <laughs> so it's not a great PowerPoint slide. It's, it's a great uh, takeaway. Right. It's, right, it's a great PDF. Right, <laughs> um, uh, but but I think that's important because it's, it's detailed enough uh, that it's usable. It's not just conceptual, uh, but it shows all the the activities between the two and where they overlap. And so, if people have questions about that, I think that's a really good thing you could walk somebody through. So, if you're interested, uh, feel free to reach out. Leanne, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Uh, it's always good to have engagement project specific things that aren't always super technical, but every bit is valuable to the success uh, of the delivery. So in order for us to be well-rounded and hit all aspects of it, it's great to have experts uh, like you on the show representing that. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for our audience for listening in. Stay tuned. We have a lot more really good podcast planned coming up very soon. 
The entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of CapTech or used by CapTech with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Users of this podcast may save and use information contained in it only for personal or other non-commercial educational purposes. No other use of this podcast may be made without CapTech's prior written permission. CapTech makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in it are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in it is done at your own risk. CapTech makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. CapTech expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, or any other damages arising out of any use of or reference to, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in it.